You're tuned in to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast, where we are building connections, showcasing the impressive and inspiring movers and makers. I'm your host, Lenore, and today's episode is brought to you by Refining Clean, a unique hand sanitizer from Health Fairs Direct. You can't get a better pedigree for hand sanitizer anywhere else. So joining us today is world-renowned wellness expert, Dr. Lindsay Elmore. She helps women and brands achieve authentic wellness, from wellness in the physical body, to stability and mental health, to spirit, to freedom and finances. Lindsay understands there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. She is the author of three books, Essentials, 75 Answers to Common Questions about Essential Oils and Supplements, and the Clean Slate Cleanse Book and Workbook Series. Dr. Lindsay Elmore is also a pharmacist, podcast host, and business strategy coach, as well as a speaker. The cool part is that all of her educational materials are actually translated into more than 25 different languages. So Dr. Lindsay Elmore, welcome to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. So I honestly, Lindsay, I don't, I don't know which business I want to start with. Cause you have Lindsay Elmore, you have the YL Ed Club, you got Brand Strategies Lab, you got Sleen Slate Cleanse, you, you got a yoga one. Like, how do you have five different businesses under one umbrella? Like, how did you get there? I, you know, it was one of those things. I think most of the time as entrepreneurs, when we start out, we don't know what we're doing. And I think for me, I recognized that I had a, an audience that loved hearing me teach about essential oils, about supplements, but I knew that that wasn't the only thing that makes you healthy. Like essential oils and supplements on their own are nothing if you don't have a good diet and if you don't have good healthy relaxation practices. And so that led me to start doing cleanses and that led me to want to do my yoga teacher training. And so it was just one of those things. It just morphed and evolved and changed. And then once you've been an entrepreneur for three or four years, people all of a sudden are like, well, how do I run a business? How do I run a company? And so that's where Brand Strategies Lab. So I just kind of went with it and decided, you know what? I am a full woman and I have the ability to recognize that health and wellness is one of those things that is ever evolving and ever growing and ever changing. So I just went with it. I just went with it. So you did start out with medicine because you are a pharmacist as well. What yes. really led you to that? To becoming a pharmacist? Well, it was one of those things where I didn't have a life plan and somebody made the suggestion. Usually medicine is not one of those, like, I'm just going to try it out type of I'm thing. Just gonna, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. So I, when I was growing up, I wanted to own a dance studio and wanted to be an actor and a singer and a performer. And my mom was like, that's cute, but you're going to get a real job. And so she is a nurse and because she was a single mom she took me to work with her often and so i started filing charts and answering phones and helping to schedule patient appointments and all of those things and recognized that i had a fair aptitude for science and so that led me to start doing my first research projects won some science fairs in high school ended up going to undergrad and getting a degree in chemistry 
And I decided that I wanted to go to medical school. And then I started studying to get into medical school. And I was like, no, I do, I, this sucks. I do not want to do this. And I also knew what terrible hours physicians worked and how they are undercompensated and don't have time to actually take care of people. And I didn't want to practice that kind of medicine. So I back out of going to medical school. So then I'm like, okay, I know I want a terminal degree. I knew I always had wanted a doctorate. So I decided I was going to get a PhD in chemistry. All the women that I knew that had PhDs in chemistry were like, don't get a PhD in chemistry. Like it is not your personality. You're going to hate it. It's not, they were just like, no, don't do it. And I was like, well, crap guys. Now I have no life plan. Yeah. Where do I go from here? I thought well, I had, I thought I was on the path and now you're telling me to I thought I was doing away. all the things, but alas, I decide that I'll keep looking and I'll just, you know, I'll keep figuring something out. And so one day a woman walked into the lab and she was a trusted advisor of mine. And she said, I know what you should do. You should become a pharmacist. And I was like, oh, sounds like a great idea. Because my overall goal at the moment was not necessarily what the degree was about. My overall goal was to leave Alabama where I had been born and raised and went to college and I did. And so I applied to two schools of pharmacy, both in California, move out to San Francisco and pursue my doctorate in pharmacy. And as just the fate of the universe would have it, I tear my ACL while I'm a first year pharmacy student. And through a whole bunch of different events, I end up in the acupuncturist's office. And the acupuncturist started to introduce me to Chinese medicine. And then I ended up at an integrative medicine forum where I met a pharmacist who is also a shaman. And she asked me a very powerful question, which was, why did you need this injury? Why did you need this in your life? What purpose is it serving for you? It's like, I didn't try to break anything, lady. Yeah, I didn't about. try to break anything, but now I take steps back all the time. And why did I need this illness? Why did I need this wellness? Why did I need this in my life? What purpose is it serving for me? What is? What am I learning from it? And that, though getting introduced to Chinese medicine and meeting that shaman changed my life. And so I started researching more about herbs and about minerals and about vitamins and the things that were really not taught a lot about in pharmacy school. And I kind of became that wacky pharmacist that you could ask all the questions about herbal supplements and natural remedies for disease. And then I uh, even took a further step and I know it sounds really weird and cliche, but I had a profound moment with essential oils where I knew my life was going to change. I wow. knew in an instant that my life was about to change because of essential oils. And also along the way, discovered dietary cleansing and started including that into my wellness routine. It just was an evolution that happened naturally over the course of my life that has led me to where I am now. 
and where I am now is still not a finished. Um, you know, you'll see in the next few months, I'm going to be doing my functional medicine training. And so that'll be yet another aspect of, of my own litany of what I know about health and wellness. And of course it will influence my brand as well. So you did start, it seems like if I got this correct, you did start out with all of the titles and the businesses that you have with the essential oils, right? So you do have your book, the 75 answers to the common questions about essential oils and supplements. So like, what yeah. is the most common question that people ask you about essential oils slash supplements? Oh my gosh. I mean, people ask me, number one, it, it starts with the basics. What is an essential oil? How do you get it out of plants? What is the proper way to use it? But then where my specialty niche is, is understanding how essential oils and supplements interact with common disease states and common medications. So there's not exactly a ton of information out there about I'm on birth control pills, can I use essential oils? I'm on blood pressure lowering medications, can I use these supplements? I'm on blood thinning medications, what do I need to look out for if I'm using these supplements? And so those kinds of questions were much more where my specialty lies. And that takes years of research and it takes years of trying to understand the science behind essential oils. Because one of the things that I wanted to do was recognize that there's a lot of cray cray stuff on the internet about essential oils. And we have to be reasonable in the way that we talk about essential oils. And I also get very, very upset with conventional allopathic physicians, pharmacists, even naturopaths will say, I, I just went hyena on someone on Instagram the other day because she's like, there is absolutely no data that essential oils have benefits and i'm like are you out of your mind i mean i have one textbook back behind me that has over four thousand references about the I science do, of essential oils <laughs> i do know that they and you can correct me if i'm wrong because you're the expert and i'm just over here on the other side of the, the microphone but isn't it the lavender that helps if you put it on your temples for uh headaches and things like that too doesn't each different scent help with certain things it's not just the scents that help with things. It's actually the chemical constituents within the essential oils. So if you're talking about linalool or linalool acetate, you're talking about very calming and soothing essential oils that could be a part of a sleep routine or could be a part of a meditation routine, especially if you're, if you're someone who is perhaps suffering from depression or anxiety, adding essential oils into a breath work routine is one simple way that you can help to shift your mindset a bit. You can also look at things like menthol, highly concentrated in an essential oil like peppermint. Well, menthol is not only able to provide a cooling sensation on the skin, it also can be excellent for helping to relax smooth muscles. So great for um, after a meal, if you're using it as a digestif, you can just put a drop onto your tongue or rub a drop onto your belly to help to relax the smooth muscles that are in our digestive system. 
because of the cooling effect, you can use it like liquid air conditioner. Because of the cooling effect, you can also use it if you have any kind of aches and pains on your skin. The, the chemical constituents contained within essential oils have a lot of different ways that they work ways that they interact with our bodies and to say that there is absolutely no research about them is patently false Crazy. and yeah i mean it and and the other thing is you know i think that so often we as healthcare professionals get very caught up in like if it's not in a clinical trial it's not a real thing and it's like okay guys listen Humans have been using essential oils for 5,000 years. If they had no benefit, we would not continue to use them because that's not the way evolution works. You know, if essential oils were as deadly as some people would want you to believe out there in the blogosphere, one of our ancestors would have died long ago from poisonings of essential oils and somebody would have sat around a fire and been like, remember Joe, he was so good guy until he put some essential oils onto his skin and died. I'm pretty but, sure we would have found that. I think even Wikipedia would have had that written down somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, somebody would have been like, hey, there used to be a time that we used essential oils for this or that, and now we don't because of these dramatic reasons. And so humans do not continue to do things that don't benefit us in some way. So be it inhaling an essential oil, which can help to support your mood, be it applying essential oils to the skin, which can support the appearance of your skin, as well as have some particular, um, some pain, um, pain mitigating properties, or if you ingest them and use them as either dietary supplements, food flavorings, beverage flavorings, or use it as a digestive to help you promote your digestion. There's a lot of different ways to use essential oils and depending on which one you choose, they can be relatively more relaxing or energizing, you know, so you can use them all throughout the day for different reasons as well. That is pretty cool. And I have to give you a lot of credit because that was a lot of science that I did not look up ever. <laughs> Thank you. For, for any of the essential oils, I just remember my mom telling me, well, this one helps with this, and then this one helps in that, and then this one's good for like when you like use it in a diffuser. I was like, okay, I, I, yeah. get, I get it, mom, but you are way more detailed. So uh, thanks for that educational tip. Uh, of course, that's what I do. It's my, it's my thing. Oh, really? Would have never known. And I'm I glad know. that that's how you started out because I'm assuming like all of that stuff and all like even just the Chinese medicine as a whole has really led you to doing every other, you know, hat that you do wear. And after all of that, that led you to owning a female run company as well. So that must have had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, when you first start out, you have absolutely no clue what you're doing, but fear is a really powerful motivator. When you're first starting out a company, when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, and so I think that the biggest lessons that I have learned owning a company are to trust your instincts. If your instincts tell you, no, don't do that, don't work with that person, don't make that decision, it is one of those things that you really need to pay attention to because it is difficult when you're 
I mean, when you first start, you're completely on your own, completely on your own. And you're trying to make all the decisions. You're trying to gain skill sets in areas where you've never had skill sets before. And that is a, that is a great way to get your feet wet and start in your, in your business. And so I, I do think that I've had some ups and downs, more ups than downs. And one of the reasons that I've had more ups and downs, more ups than downs is because I put the time and the effort into crafting a, a trust within my audience. So before I ever asked anybody to buy anything from me, I had spent the better part of three years teaching, educating, working, and sharing my knowledge about essential oils and supplements. Well, when you've spent three years teaching people and they know that what you offer is excellent education and then you launch a company and say hey guys i've got this course do you want to buy it you've already done the work you've already done the work to show you have problems in that you don't understand essential oils and you're getting bombarded with questions about them I do understand them and I can answer all of these questions with ease. Let me teach you. And that made it easier. It made it easier to share. And then when I decided, okay, well, I want to branch out and I want to show people that essential oils and supplements are not the only thing you're going to have to eat well, and you're going to have to sleep. Well, we started to include more about how, food can impact your overall health and how it can impact your mood and how it can impact your ability to thrive. And that naturally opened the doors to, um, to sharing about my dietary cleanse. And because essential oils tie so well into the practice of yoga, I started getting invited to yoga events to speak about essential oils. And I had a little bit of training in yoga, but then I realized I don't have enough training to keep this room of yogis safe <laughs> as I'm teaching them. Yoga's hard. Yeah, yoga's hard. I see like all these girls that think like, I'm just gonna go do yoga and get fit. Yo, I, Dr. Lindsay, right? I've tried <laughs> some yoga. Let me tell you, this girl right here has no upper body strength. Like well, that's a lot of work to like do a lot of those moves. And no wonder why it is a workout because you need to use your whole entire body in order to do a couple moves. Well, there's, there's, there's two things I would say to that. Number one is just keep practicing for the next five years and let me know how it goes. And five years? Yeah. Oh my God. When my, one of my yoga mentors, I call him and I'm like, I just feel like no matter how much I practice my hamstrings, they'll stretch, but then they'll recoil. And he's like, just, just keep stretching for the next five years and let me know how it goes. That's right? so long. I know, I know. And so, yes, it does, it does take time and it does, but with anything, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. And the practice of yoga is really much more about the breath than it is about 
the, you know, I see all of these yoga influencers that all have these amazing hollow backs and they can all do 43,000 different arm balances. With the wonderful leggings too. With You the forgot leggings. about that. <laughs> yes, all of those things. And you're just like, but that's not really the practice of yoga. The practice of yoga is the concerted effort to show up for yourself. And that is a bigger part of the practice. So you can do yoga and never have to do a single push-up the whole time. But the other thing is when you show up for yoga and you show up for yourself, what you are doing is you have to put your ego to the side and recognize that this is where I am right now. And that is the right place where I'm supposed to be. So, you know, and you, you might've also just landed in the wrong class, which can happen as well, where you go to a class and you're, you're like, I am out of my league and I, I feel like terrible, but that's okay. Even if you're out of your league and you feel terrible, sit in child's pose. That's still the practice. Of I love that yoga. position. Oh, everybody like does. It's like a napping position or what is, uh, I'm going to so butcher this. So like, bear with me. Is it Shavasana? Is that the one where you just yeah. like lay down? Oh, yeah. That's a nap. Yeah, exactly. But I tell you, Shavasana is one of the hardest poses to do because, because we don't spend any time during our day intentionally relaxing. We don't do it. We don't intentionally still our minds. And so I know so many people that they come in and they, they do all the vinyasas and they do all the push-ups and all the arm balances. And you tell them now, okay, we're gonna lay in Shavasana for 10 to 15 minutes. Whereas people like us are like, heck yes, nap time. Nap time. There's a ton of people who cannot quiet their minds. They cannot yeah. quiet their minds and so, there's a saying in yoga, never skip Shavasana because Shavasana helps your nervous system to integrate all of the work that you just did. But so many people cannot sit still in Shavasana. They cannot do it. And therefore it becomes one of the more difficult poses to do in yoga. So even if your yoga practice is five minutes of Shavasana every day, that still counts as yoga. That still counts. I will definitely take that into consideration because like I can do the Shavasana after the classes, but if you told me like tonight saying, hey, go do that for 10 minutes, I would probably be one of those people that doesn't know how to let my mind go and to yes. kind of just get it completely like blank slate, like a black box, nothing in there. And I don't know how to relax like that. So after the workout, yes, for sure. Because I'm like, I want to lie down. But normally yeah. it would be a little bit more difficult for me. So maybe I will try to start implementing that into my daily routine. Well, so my wellness journey, when I landed in the acupuncturist's office, I the main reason I was there was because of insomnia. And in allopathic medicine, we teach that insomnia the way that you deal with it is you don't sleep during the day, you avoid your caffeine in the afternoon. But in Chinese medicine, insomnia is an imbalance of yin and yang. And so yin is our inward 
pulling moonlight energy, our feminine energy, and yang is the outward sunlight energy. And so my acupuncturist, the first thing that she had me do was take a nap every single day for 75 days. That ain't easy because we're so used to this go, 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 go culture and we don't take the time to relax. But the way she explained it to me made so much sense. So in Chinese medicine, insomnia is an imbalance of yin and yang. And so what happens is we have lots of time throughout the day where it is dark outside and we're inside with all the lights on and we're awake and we, you know, are just loving life, watching TV, hanging on Netflix, eating those big dinners, all the things. But there is very little time when it is daylight outside that we have intentional rest. And that is the way that you help to balance yin and yang. And so for any of your listeners who are maybe struggling with insomnia, taking a five minute Shavasana in the middle of the day can be an extraordinary way to help to get control back over your sleep patterns. You can also take it one step further and studies have shown that we have natural rhythms in our in our our awareness, our ability to do things throughout the day. We get up, we're raring to go, and three, four o'clock in the afternoon, we have a lull. So you can actually take a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and get it down to room temperature, set your timer on your phone for 20, 25 minutes, slam a cup of tea and then lay down while you give 20, 25 minutes for the caffeine to kick in. And all of a sudden you've introduced the sleep into your day and you get up after 20 minutes and all of a sudden you've got this burst of caffeine energy that can help you to power through the rest of your afternoon. So both of those things can be ways that you can simply inject some more balance into your yin and yang. Yeah, I would have definitely never thought about that. So thank you for all the advice and help that you've given me on today's episode. So oh, if you wanna reach out to Lindsay, you can reach out to her at lindsayelmore.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-E-L-M-O-R-E.com. You can follow her on socials, Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Elmore and on Twitter, Dr. Lindsay Elmore. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I will definitely let you know how my Shavasana nap goes later on. I can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Now that's a wrap on another episode of the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. I'm your host, Lenore. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. More at brandambassadorselect.com and we will see you next time.